Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, your life improvement series starts now. Hey friends, we're back for part two of my chat with Jessica Alba. This interview went to places I did not expect. She made me cry with her take on AI, and I think you will too. Um, we talked about parenting, what she did that she was really grateful that she did and what she would take back. Um, we also learned about how she's been opening her heart and the work she's been doing the last five years on healing herself and so much more. So without further ado, here's part two. No, what everybody's good at. Western medicine is really great at surgeries, acute situations, prescribing, and kind of those 911 moments. Healing, you got to go over here. You got to go over to the naturopath world, the functional medicine world, because they're taught to get to the root cause. Once you understand what's what, then you can navigate and operate. Mm -hmm. But until you know those facts, you're going to be, you know, turtle on your back being like, nobody's helping me. Yeah. You have to help yourself. Also, like, there's so many ancient practices in in the approach to like real holistic healthcare and healing that um, we don't factor in in Western society. And that is, I think, a huge piece of the puzzle. Like mm-hmm. even just the being able to work through your traumas that you've been through and being able to work through the stuff that can turn into illness, you know, like illness doesn't come out of nowhere. It's multiple factors that contribute to it, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you can start to understand yourself a little bit more, start to unpack that on top of the chemical exposures, on top of the, all that other stuff. Yeah. It all goes hand in hand. It all goes, it all is part of the puzzle of you and you can choose to be proactive or you can just let things happen to you. That's what we do here every single day. We're unpacking traumas. We're dealing with health and I've gone on so many health journeys mm-hmm. <laughs> along the way. Um, for someone who had them so young, how do you approach your health now? 
Um, have you had anything else pop up that you've had to deal with? And then how did you approach it with your kids? You know, it's interesting. I Mental wellness has been a big focus for me, I would say, over the last five years. I really have settled into not just am I, you know, going after a goal and, you know, achieving it kind of like, I guess I would sort of be that bull in a china shop kind of thing, you know, like whatever it took, I just had like a relentless focus and drive to get things done. Um, but I didn't spend a lot of time like listening to my heart. I didn't spend a lot of time looking inward and I didn't spend a lot of time, um, in seeing like really listening to and seeing what type of energy I attract. Um, it was really uh, more of the projecting and like what I was doing. Um, mm, that's big. Yeah. And so some some shaman kind of told me, she she was like, this is like the masculine energy is the projection. And it's like, quote unquote, masculine. There's no real like sex oriented to it, but it's yeah. sort of like a the masculine energy is the projection and the receiving or the attraction is the feminine energy. And we need both. Mm -hmm. And if one is out of balance, you'll feel out of balance. And illness can creep in to force you to come back into balance or uh, a trauma or something will dramatically kind of shake your world up to force you to re reassess and look at your balance of your projecting and your attracting. We're always in this fine line between what that is. And I found that. I've never heard someone talk about that. Oh, really? No, that's interesting. Yeah. It's, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Especially for type A females too, right? We are projecting, projecting so much masculine. And I wonder if that isn't because of the times like we grew up in yeah, where it is. we had to to survive. Yeah. And then I've had to kind of find my way back to feminine these last few years. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's because your masculine is out of balance. It's because you're so sensitive and you're so empathic in a way and you feel so many things that then you put up this giant armor of, project, of projecting and you just like slam through because it almost hurts too much to be in the receiving or attracting mm. because you're one of those people that your your feminine is overdeveloped and your masculine has been underdeveloped. But when you can start to really stand in your power with confidence and not feel like you need to mow pe through people or things or circumstances and you feel comfortable being vulnerable, you feel comfortable, you know, standing in your power. Right. And I was like, oh, because I always thought I was like a really masculine person. And, you know, because that's what I project. Yeah. But it, that's just your defense. So, can you give me an example of what that looked like and then how you were able to shift into that vulnerability? Well, I think with parenting, um, I think I was really like black and white. And I was really like, here's your rules, here's the boundaries, here's the thing. Or with my husband, it was like, task, task, task. Like we became like roommates. Oh my God, my husband is going to die when he listens to this. You know, like everything was like- <laughs> He calls it a honey-do list. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of the honey-do list. Yeah. And it was always like a, being the CEO of your- Of everything. Of everything all the time. Oh my God, 
so relieved. And then not spending maybe enough time with your heart crying or holding or being just being or giggling or creating because if you think of like the greatest power we have as human beings is to create mm -hmm. we get to we get to make things whatever that is you get to make this you get to have an idea and create heel squad like that is like what a gift mm -hmm. imagine what else you could create if you just only spent time creating and yeah. you didn't spend so much energy running tasks and yeah. projecting and hitting goals, but you just spent the time just like receiving, attracting, creating. Like, of course, you have to like wake up and do stuff, but it doesn't need to be like 90% of your energy. Mm -hmm. It could be some days it's 50, some days, days it's 30, some days it's 90. Like, we're not, um, we're not robots. Like, AI is going to come in. AI is going to do a lot of the stuff, right? Yeah. And, and they're going to be very efficient then we're going to have to really lean into being human beings. What is it that we do? I just got the chills <gasps> all the way up and down my body. Really? Oh, my God. That's the answer. Because I've been really starting to get scared of AI. AI is going to be right. great. They're going to do their thing. We got to do our thing. Mm -hmm. And AI wow. is actually it's going to be a huge unlock because- Oof, That's just like made me well up. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. They get to t do all the busy work. So we can go back to being humans. Yeah. Wait, maybe we'll go back to like a whole other time mm -hmm. because we haven't been humans for so long. I don't think we've been sitting in our truth for a really long time. We've been robots. Why are we here? I think we're here to connect. I think we're here to create. I think we're here to dream. I think we're here to love, most importantly. And you can do that with masculine and feminine. Oh, my God. I just feel like I sat with a priest just now. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like a, a – you were just – I don't know. Something just came right through you. That was very powerful. Oh. Wow. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with way. Go to the way T H E O U A I.com and enter the promo code heel squad for 15% off any product. That's the way T H E O U A I.com promo code heel squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps a bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. So maybe we look at this from a different perspective. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, so we're going to have AI helping us. We're going to go back to being humans. That means everything's going to change. I think we're going to have to figure out, I think there's going to be a reckoning with all the systems that don't serve our highest self and genuinely don't make us happy. Because think about all the shame, all of the heartache that we go through on a daily and all of it is like attached to stories of our past. It's not even what's happening right now, Mm -hmm. right? It's because you have a story about how your day should go based off of the past stories of how your day should have gone or projecting of how other people's lives seem to you. Yeah. Right. But how hard is it just to live in this moment and take things at face value 
and appreciate like the magic of a flower blooming or the magic of the wind, you know, blowing through your hair at the perfect time or the rainbow that just pops up in the sky or the beautiful hummingbird that comes in, you know, there's so much magic in life and nature or just like having a giggle fit with somebody and just being like, I haven't laughed like that in so long and I'm just totally present in this moment. We need more of that. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I think that we're going to get closer to that because um, I think we have to. We can't deal with this. I think the anger and the sadness and the destruction and the hatefulness, it's just so not what we're here for. Mm-hmm. We all have such a reaction to it. Children have such a reaction to it. And then we desensitize ourselves to kind of survive this world built on all these things that from the beginning never felt right. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not our true nature to be hateful and to be angry. And frustrated and sad. And that's just how, how things have gotten. And like you said, we've been desensitized. And usually that's like your body telling you this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have time to listen. Or you and I grew up in a time where it was like, I know it's not right, but pain is how I'm taught that life is, and I just need to move through it, and I need to achieve anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of us women had to compromise on what felt right or didn't feel right because everything felt wrong. So how do we get there? It sounds like you've done some work that's helped you balance out. I'm sure it's not an, an everyday perfection no. situation, but how it's does everybody of, get there? I think that, look, we put a lot of energy on belief systems and religions. And I think if we can take the veil of that lie that there's one truth, then we can just open our eyes to the truth that If you all believe in something, whatever it is you might believe in, your God, your goddess, your creator, creatress, whatever it is you believe in, you have to believe that this unconditional love is so powerful. Your Buddha, your whoever your wherever your belief systems lie, that it's just so much bigger than this tiny group of people. And once you can you can think of like, oh, God shows up in so many different ways and touches and reaches so many different people because that's how they process information or that's how they're going to receive it. But actually it's everywhere and it's in nature and the earth and the moon and the sun. This is all energy. And ultimately when you move on to out of this body and your spirit goes into its next phase it's energy, right? And so if we can be more connected with the fact that we're energy, and that's kind of what I've been doing for the last five years is connecting with like, what is the energy of my heart? What is the energy of my soul? And like, how does that fit into spaces? And am I projecting or am I attracting? Do you ask yourself that consciously every day? Um, Kind of. I don't know if it's every day, but yeah, that's always there. And how do you connect with your heart? Like mm. what is what does that look like for someone? 
I meditate. I listen to meditations. Um, I have sound bowls. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I play the sound bowls. I cuddle with my kids. I cook. I listen to music. Sometimes I watercolor. Mm. Um, sometimes I take walks. It's, uh, there's no like rules. It's, um, when am I being authentic and allowing to be my, allowing myself just to be present in the moment, you know? And how did your relationship shift with this work? You know, I'd say like two or three years ago, my kids and cash started saying it because like we were big on cards like mother's day or like birthday cards or christmas and um i they started to write about it in the cards like i've seen a shift i've seen how you used to be just like did you do this and this and this and sure i still do like we have to set the table and it's mm -hmm. have you cleaned up after yourself we still have those right but it's also like I can like sit and and see them and just hang with them and not have an agenda and not do anything and just be present. And they've noticed it. Um, I've had people at work notice it as well. Um, people tell me. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I guess I'm just not like in my head talking to myself, but. And I've had it, you know, what's been the hardest for me is I was never comfortable with crying. Um, I was taught that, that I needed to be tough and that, you know, being vulnerable wasn't a strength. And I realized that the strongest people actually um, are the ones that can be vulnerable around others. Like literally you are at the top of strength if you could do that. Um, stand in your power and still express emotion. Um, and that was probably my one of my biggest hurdles in the beginning was being okay and being comfortable with being vulnerable um, and not being self-conscious and not limiting it, not judging it, mm -hmm. allowing it. And then sometimes I'm like, huh, where did that come from? Or what was that one about? Or man, am I still hanging on to that thing that happened to me when I was X or Y? How can I release it? How can it not hang over me or pull from my, from my stomach anymore or pull at my heart anymore? How do you get that? Because so many of us have things that are pulling at our heart and moments in our past that are still, whether we have, you know, sometimes I bury things under the bed, sometimes I put it in a drawer, doesn't exist, I'll compartmentalize, but how do you truly address it? Is there anything that you did that helped you? I do a lot of healings. I have done a lot of um, breathwork healings and I've done a lot of, um, they call them limpias. Mm, and clean. Yeah, they clean um, with like eggs sometimes, um, energy workers. They even find me now. So like spirit, shows up when I'm at a time where I need it and I'm now a good judge of who's legit and who isn't. I can mm -hmm. suss them out pretty quickly now. And um, yeah, for my birthday, I went to Sedona with like 
a group of girlfriends and I was, and they all, it was a risk because they all come from different groups of friends. Like they didn't really know each other. And uh, I had a shaman there and he guided us through meditation. And the whole thing was just us having our hearts open and being able to receive what we needed to hear and get healings. And um, it was powerful. So I think I've been making space for other people to participate in this too. Um, I'd bring people along. Um, but yeah, I've been doing healings and I'm not afraid of the mis mystical side of things. There's good and bad in everything, right? And there's light and darkness in everything. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I appreciate the systems that have been put into place with modern civilization and agriculture and farming and power dynamics and all of that, right? Um, but I, I also don't want to lose, and I feel like we're reconnecting with more of um, these ancient practices that have been around for a long time. And, you know, you don't always have to have a black and white answer for everything. And, like, sometimes, you know, what you don't see with your eyes, you feel with your hearts. And it's like, why does a dog who doesn't speak your language no, five minutes before you're coming home, even when you come home at a different time every day, they're waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And if you have a camera inside your house, your dog knows five minutes before you're home that you're coming home. And it can be at two o'clock one day. It can be six o'clock another day. Five minutes before that fool is at the door mm -hmm. waiting for mom to come home. That's energy. That's energy. I know. And that's, that's the mystery of... Of, of for me where a lot of our healing can take place mm. and so like trust it lean into it but I have this amazing breathwork guy named David Elliott um mm -hmm. and then there's also this awesome like Vedic or Vedic astrologer who's incredible um very intuitive too and you know Vedic or Vedic excuse me for anyone that I'm not pronouncing it right that type of astrology in India is like science. It's, it's the it's, most accurate. It's so accurate. Mm -hmm. It's science. It's the cosmos. And then like when you go to Mexico, those ancient pyramids that have been around longer than Egypt's pyramids, they also care about the cosmos. They're aligned with the cosmos. And then when you go to Stonehenge, they're aligned with the cosmos. Like, And in Egypt, that is aligned with the cosmos. Like these ancient practices aligning with the cosmos has been around before there was the modern calendar guys it's been around it's before yeah. how, what we consider modern civilization whatever that is whatever that looks like and so like how can we just throw away that wisdom how can we disregard it yeah, we can't. We can't you can't. Uh, when i've done it it's been so accurate and so wild yeah you're that you're like Oh my God, you you know nothing about me, but you know everything about me. Everything. And even like the little <laughs> stuff that it that it knows. Now, are there fakes? Sure. Are there charlatans? Sure. Is there a good plumber and a bad plumber? Exactly. That, yes. Good is point. There, is there is a, a good doctor and a not so great doctor. Yeah. Like you know, that's the fact. You gotta sift through. You it's gotta like when you go to through. you know, a sale rack. You gotta sift through the sale rack to find the right yeah, the right thing. You're gonna find that amazing piece. We're like, yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, most of it might not be that great. So 
yeah, I think the more you uh, check in with your heart, some people do it with prayer, some people do it with exercise, some people do it with meditation, some people do it through art or singing or dancing or whatever it is. I think the more people can connect to their heart, connect to their soul, connect to their intuition and inner voice, um, and know that we're always in this balance of energy of projecting and receiving or attracting. It's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, Jess, it is parenting week. And so since I'm about to become a mom, I have to ask you, what do you think was the best one or two things you did with your kids? And then what would you go back and change? Is there anything you would go back and change? I think the best thing for my sanity and this is only for me and this is not how other people operate. So purely for me was getting them on like a, a sleep schedule mm -hmm. because and giving them is sleep schedule controversial. I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. There's co-sleeping. Oh yeah. And then there's the people who parent and they're like, let the baby tell you what they want mm -hmm. and they can wake and sleep as they choose and they're going to be the ones ruling that. Mm -hmm. um, but for my adult sanity, the most wonderful thing that I did was learn how to give my children these like guardrails or boundaries. Um, and it was hard like when they cry and they're in their crib and you're like, I would like lay down and hold <laughs> their hand as they're crying. Because they say you should be there with them because yeah, they let themselves soothe yeah right? and then Learning. and then you would like <laughs> okay then i can close the door and just sit outside the door and watch them on the monitor and be like crying but it shouldn't it's like it, they shouldn't be hysterically crying for like 30 minutes like mm -hmm. that's not cool right yeah. but if it's like a little fuss for five minutes mm -hmm. that's okay and then they kind of like shift around and then they like smell, you know, whatever they have in their crib. Like my kids love their um, whatever they the sleep sack. They would mm -hmm. like pull their legs up and smell their sleep sack and, um, you know, figure out ways to self-soothe. And that's what mine what mine did eventually. Um, but then then they know like then they know that they can self-soothe. They feel OK. It also helped for me so that 7 p.m. bedtime. You knew you had that. Oh, my God. It was so great. Yeah. I'm definitely doing a schedule. Yeah. That, definitely. That was, that was a big unlock, and I would do that again. Um, what is something I wouldn't do? You know, I was pretty intense with no kids sleeping in beds um, with us. And now that they're big, like – it was like the one thing that I like. Was, I'm really sad about because now I have a 14 year old and 11 year old, and I still have my five year old. But you know, we have special like this weekend. Haven like made a bed on the floor because her um, she painted her room, and I just didn't like. Even though it was a non toxic paint and all that, I was just like, it smells too strong in here. So over the weekend, she slept uh, in the room on the floor, and then Honor just decided to jump in bed with us and slept on my side. We were watching a movie. Um, and that was just like so sweet. And I like didn't have that when they were little. Yeah. And so I, I, and then we did a family sleepover um, in our living room, like last weekend. Like a camp out. Like a camp out. On the, on, yeah, like, yeah. And I loved that. Um, so I would say like, 
maybe as much as the rules matter, sometimes it's okay to break them a little bit okay, and not be so like hardcore. Um, Did you I, have policies on social media and TV? Yeah, 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 yeah. Haven's like, yes. Yes. What's the policy? <laughs> Uh-oh, she's shaking her head, so it's not good. <laughs> I think we were a little too lenient for Haven. She got things a little earlier than Honor. Um, I think that social media is really, if you can keep them off of it until they're like 13 or 14, it allows for their brain to develop a little bit more before they go into that world. And mind you, they have private accounts and blah, 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 blah. But Haven, I'm still not sold that this is appropriate for her. And I don't think it is. Mm -hmm. So it's she's still too young for it. Um, but she's not very happy about that. Yeah. She wants so everything her older sister can have. And I'm like, it's just not cool. So then that's hard, right? Like, how do you how do you do that? That sounds so hard. I know. But then it's sort of like, well, I love you and I care about you. And then it's like, I guess the other thing is you can't do all of that. And then they spend a lot of time alone at home. You know, like if you're going to do all that, then be spend time with them, mm -hmm. you know, make them feel seen and heard, like go on walks with them or do something they want to do. Um, something that I heard, I think actually on the Goop podcast, there was this doctor who said like the way that our brains like hold memories, it's never the routine. So people are like, oh, my kid only remembers all the bad stuff. And he's like, yeah, because our brains, the way it functions is it doesn't really hold on to the everyday. It only holds on to the things that sort of jar the memory. Mm. And he was like, so you can artificially jar it in a positive way. Ooh. And he, okay. And so what he said was you can do something with your kids where you you take the baby, you know, when she's old enough, like three years old, four years old, where you're like, okay, you have mommy time, two hours, we can do whatever you want. You can eat, we'll eat whatever you want, we'll do whatever you want. So if she wants to eat cotton candy and French fries and she wants to play tag and that's what she wants to do with you for two hours or one hour, she gets to choose. And that jars her memory into a good place. And that place. jars her memory because she's like, remember when I got to do whatever I want for two hours? And then she does the same thing with dad. I like that. Or she gets to choose to do whatever. And she's like, I just want to eat, you know, pizza and French fries. And I want to go to a baseball game, you know. And she's like, I want to do that with dad, whatever it is. Yeah. Or I want to go and get my nails done. And he's, you know, they have that memory. And she's like, remember when we just used your French fries and get our nails done, dad? <laughs> you know? And and so you can wear jarred the memory into something negative. You can jar the memory into something positive. And it's also something that they do with you. Mm. And if they feel like there are no roles, nothing dangerous, but it's like eat We're junk together. food. I'm not going to be weird about you eating chips or eating, you know, junk food. And I'm not going to be weird about what it is. We can play tag. We can go to whatever it is and let them choose. Like that's, we've done that a few times with the kids and that is cool. I so I, I recommend that. So I'm having a girl. Am I going to be competing for love? Oh, that's interesting. Because they say that the boys gravitate to the moms yeah, and the girls yeah, yeah. gravitate to the dads. I definitely gravitated to my dad. I don't know yeah, what you did. Same. So, But I think it's 
I think you gravitate also towards the parent that lets you feel like you can be the most yourself and not, and who isn't going to judge you or have expectations that you need to be anything other than yourself. And so if you make space for your daughter to be her best authentic self always, then she's going to love that. And, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, obviously you and your husband aren't the same, so she's going to get something different from him than you. Yeah. And you guys are, she chose you guys to be their, her parent. Mm-hmm. And so you're meant to go through whatever, however you you go through this life together. And it's, you're going to learn just as much from her as she is going to learn from you. That's what they say. Yeah, it's really, it's actually really cool. How did you and Cash evolve through this part of the relationship? Because that's the mm-hmm. part, I mean, Kevin and I have been together 25 years. Right. Now I'm like, we're going into this new chapter. We kind of know our it's roles. So and It is. But I'm like, it's so interesting to think of like, what could change and how is this going to be? I think if you are game or up for it, it will it will change as much as, as it needs to. It will shake up the things that don't serve you anymore, which there's going to be things. And it will um, anchor in things that you maybe... We're like, huh, that was such a small part of us before her, before she came into this world. And now it's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's something about that family thing where it's like, I call it like the ride or die kind of <laughs> thing yeah. that I have with like my chosen family, with my kids. It's like through thick and thin, unconditional yeah. love. Um, yeah, there's something about that, that level of commitment and love, like no matter what, from this point on, you will be family with Kevin. Mm -hmm. This solidifies that because marriage doesn't feel the same as choosing to raise a human. That's a different level of family. This person is needs both of you forever regardless of whether you guys grow together or don't grow together it doesn't matter anymore yeah it's about this little nugget i'm excited for the ride or die team yeah and it's like you i actually loved cash so much more i'm sure i mean not that i didn't before but like i really was like oh dang okay this is like another level because you get to see each other in a different light like kevin's already i see his eyes look at me very differently because he just is seeing how excited I am, how much I'm preparing, how much I'm – I literally talk to her every day. Like he's seeing all this stuff. He's like, I – one thing I'm most excited for is just to watch you with her. And I'm like, oh, like I think it's – when we got married, we got married 20 years in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think anything was going to change. And it did. It leveled up. Yeah. And I feel like the same thing is going to happen. Yeah. I think that we're also going to get annoyed with each other because we are very different <laughs> I'm more type A. He's not. And so he's like, I'm that good with a B guys, plus. But that's why you guys work. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because if he was exactly like you, you guys would just butt heads. Mm-hmm. You both would be vying for the same space. And so I think you'll also see where that's funny, type A. I was the same. I had to learn how to allow Cash to do things his way. Yes. That was hard. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I know. You can't like micromanage like pancakes in the morning or you can't micromanage like 
this is how we do breakfast or this is how like I had to release my overly controlling detail oriented thing Mm -hmm. to let him just do his thing his way yeah and and because who's to say which way is right it's actually all right that's good even though my way is usually more efficient or so much better <laughs> so much better, but we'll let you do it your we way. We think of all of the details. We that think, of everything. We think of everything. They don't. No, they really don't. They really don't. But they have. They also maybe they have more joy. Yeah, because they're not sitting there thinking of every little. Oh my god, thing. they for sure do. Why do you think women have so many autoimmune conditions? Because we're always revving so high, and we don't need to. And they're just watching sports and just chilling yeah. and. They're good. Like, my husband's like, when you see me in bed with the bowl of cereal, I'm done. Don't talk to me. I don't want to do anything else. I'm like, okay, I wish I could do that. But you can. But I can. Mm -hmm. And luckily, through many health journeys, I've been evolving in the last six years, let's say. But um, So what is your, like, eating a bowl of cereal in bed? My meditations. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, everybody knows. And you do TM. No, I studied TM. I did it for a while. Um, I started Dr. Joe Dispenza. Have you oh, heard of him? Yeah, of course. Have you love. had him on the bo- the podcast? He's been on the show many oh, times. Good. I love I've him. I've been to his events. Have you ever gone to an event? I haven't been to an event. If you ever want to go, let me know. I want to go. I'll. We'll go. Let's go. Because I'm due for another one. Great. And okay. he's Greek too. No, he's not. Is he Italian? He's Italian. He's Italian. Yeah. Okay. So he's obsessed with Kevin. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm like, I'm the studious nerd who's been doing your work. He hasn't even done it. He's like, I love Kevin. I love Kevin. I'm like, oh my God. But but he probably deals with a lot of women and he probably likes some bro energy. Yeah. I feel like that with, with David Elliott, my breath work. Oh, I really? Like, he really loves cash. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, cash <laughs> probably isn't doing it. You're doing yeah, it. I'm I'm the one doing it, but they just like bro out on talking about basketball and, you know, and also, yeah, I think it's just easier to be around like energy that feels probably more the same, like a little more laissez-faire. I know. But yeah, so Dr. Joe, I did his meditations. It literally changed my life. So that's that's how I started meditating was Dr. Joe too. Was it? Mm -hmm. No way. Mm -hmm. So I started last January. And, and then also the Mindful Movement podcast on Spotify. Oh, really? Um, yeah. There's this Les and and his wife. Uh, I don't know why she always – they always mention his name, Les. But they have a podcast and she does guided meditations. And a mix of her and Joe Dispenza is how I That's so got wild. into meditating. All my anxiety went away in three days. Like I was just about to get on medication. It was soon after my mom died mm. and it was crippling, crippling and three days, boom, gone, never mm. came back. And I know that all my recent health stuff that came to surface is because I'm focused on full mind, body and soul healing. And I'm literally calling everything up to come before the baby mm. so that it's all gone. And it's mm. the list went whoop, like this. Amazing. I asked for a sign I ask for signs. Do you ask for the signs in the yeah. meditations? Do they come? Yeah. It's freaking amazing. And now they come all the time. All the time. Yeah. So I ask And I for, just know they're going to come. I know too. Yeah. And my husband's so annoyed because I'll be like, honey, I got another sign. He goes, of course you did. And I'm like, honey, no, please. Like, I need, I need the excitement around this. I asked for a yellow flower to come just the other day. And I said, and I wanted to symbolize my full healing and my baby's health, like that we're just, we meet when we meet and we're fully healthy. Mm. 
And my friend sends me this long text yesterday about how she remembers whenever she spent time with my mom, my mom, and they painted, my mom always painted yellow flowers and that they represented happiness and healing. And he says, it'll come in a way you least expect it. Mm -hmm. I was expecting a flower to show up in the physical. And then I walked outside and I saw one in the grass right in front of my feet. I'm like, it's crazy. It showed you in person and in the text and from your mom. Yeah. Mom, so that's mom came through. That's my yeah, my that's thing. Really nice. And it's been so helpful and so amazing. And it's been rocky through some moments. Of course. You know, life kind of happens and you're like, whoa, and then you get back on your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been really profound. So we'll go to an event. Oh my God, I'm excited. It's they're amazing. Does he ever do uh more like intimate? Mm-hmm. We can have him do one, maybe. Let's please. Because mm-hmm. I know some people that would sign up. Yeah. That. Yeah, I think it would be really cool. Yeah. I've been wanting to. I almost did one um, last fall. I was putting together an event on the court outside, and it was going to be a day of healing, mm. bringing all my people that I've used, all the people we've had on the show, and I forget what happened, and then I wasn't able to do it. I think I was having a lot of health stuff, and so we can go back to doing some version of that, but maybe just with Dr. Joe. But That'd be so yeah, he's the best. Yeah. It's the way. Yeah, I always say I agree. I've done so many different things. To me, that's the way. It's it. I didn't know you were doing that. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um speaking of sports, you were just at uh was it the Knicks game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it gave me a little like a little moment of when Pam Anderson was discovered <laughs> in the stands and people were like, Who's that girl? <laughs> it just had that energy of like, oh my God, who is who is that girl? We know who that girl is. He didn't know. But, oh, my God, you just looked so beautiful and so radiant and you so popped. And to find out that this guy's sauce has no idea. And then you just played with him back. I loved it. What was that like? I mean, it's, you know, when we've been doing this for so long, it's fine. Like, I don't expect a 20-year-old to know yeah. who I am, you know. And I haven't been in big things that have been marketed and stuff. So I kind of, you kind of know your demo, like Mm -hmm. if it was a little bit younger kid, sure, because there's some things they may have watched or a little bit older. Um, But I don't, you know. Erin Rogers is like, what's wrong with you? She's the (laughs) hottest thing on the planet. Like, it was so funny. I I, I don't, I'm not a a person that's like, don't you know who I am? That's not my personality. No, it's not. Um, And so... I don't know. I just, I get, I just giggle. I was more kind of like laughing at the fact that he didn't know anybody in that room. He was like, Aaron was like, what about this and this and that? There's Chappelle. There's this person. He doesn't know anybody. It was funny. Um, But um, it's a different time though, because also these 20 year olds have too much information. There's 18 million TikTok stars and 18 million YouTubers. There's too much. Before it was like, there were just a few stars. Yeah. And now everybody's a star. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a different yeah, time. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, there's, unless you are on their um, TikTok feed mm-hmm. or Instagram feed or Twitter feed or whatever they pay attention to, um, you know, it's hard to be appealing to everyone, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah I, I, I thought it was hilarious. Um, and frankly, um, I actually have become friendly with Julius Randall and we met at a dinner, like a business dinner. 
and uh, and we actually connected about mental wellness and meditating and he does breath work too and you know I was like gosh there needs to be I think it would be amazing if and I, I talked to my agents about this too over the years but like there's nothing that I think you're about to say the same thing I've been thinking about I'm dying go ahead like for people who are thrust into the spotlight, there's oftentimes you're the only person in your family. You're the only person you know. You don't have anyone else around you that's ever gone through that experience. There's, It's not like there's mentors because everybody who knows you is basically getting paid. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on the payroll. It's either an agent or a manager or a lawyer. And they could have your best interest in mind. But Ultimately, they're on the payroll, mm-hmm. and they're only going to con- continue Sorry. to get continue to get paid as long as you are at the top, you know. And so they're incentivized to kind of keep you there, yep, right, and not necessarily help you through your development. And we need, I think, a better system to like and make space for people who are in the spotlight. So I'm always attracted to like athletes and people in entertainment, especially younger people mm-hmm. um, that I can kind of like guide and help a little bit, you yeah. know, because I know I'm what it's same like. Way. I know what it's like to be on blast. I know what it's like to everyone to care about every little thing you do that's not important and mm-hmm. for you to also feel a little bit like an alien in your family dynamic. There was another girl that I met. Um, who's that girl, Havy? That um, that's on the TV show. Remember, I took a photo with her, Madeline Klein, and she's just you know this really cute girl. And my girlfriend Lizzie had the same manager as her, and she got a ride with us. And I was just thinking, like, who's who's here for this girl that's not yeah. on the payroll? Nobody tells them all the things. Like even no. like I had. Um, I, Kevin and I have been doing that for the last 12 years with AfterBuzz TV, our digital broadcast network, because all the young hosts would come in mm. and it was their first time. So we were guiding them, teaching them, taking them through the process. Or like Beth Bear is, was in our movie before she popped on um, Two Broke Girls. So I sat her down. I'm like, okay, here's what you're going to need to do. Here are the things you're going to need to know, blah, blah, blah. And, and here's how to just keep your like head mind, water. yeah, your mind right. And you're gonna how, like, lose it. It's gonna be too hard in the beginning. Yeah. You're not gonna know how to manage your time. You're gonna yeah. eat fast food, and you're gonna then crash. There's all these things that are gonna be happening as you're trying to just even handle the workload. So I've been wanting to work with the agencies to set up some kind of program where we can go in and have all of them in front of us and be like, at least. Because when you're doing it on a one-by-one basis, it's too hard. It's too hard. But have so like a curriculum. We could do one up. together. I would be happy to do it. Seriously. I think that would be fun. And, and also I, the health part of it. You can do the mental. I can do the physical. And I think it's the mental. It's the physical. And then it's also the business acumen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's how, money. here's how to manage your money. Yep. Here's how to manage investments. And here's mm-hmm. how to look at diversifying your time. Like, hey, if you put everything in this one bucket, but like, here's the, you've always had a side hustle. I've always had some version of a side hustle. We always had something else so that the one thing right in front of us wasn't our everything. Mm -hmm. And it allowed us, it allowed us, I think, the freedom to make better decisions, to have more discernment, 
and also to not have all our eggs in one basket. So it you didn't feel like your world came out from underneath you mm-hmm. at any moment. Because it could in our business. A hundred percent. And it does and all in, the time. And in all these types of businesses, yep. whether it's in um, you know, entertainment in any sector of entertainment or in um the athletes, mm-hmm. you know, they deal with the same thing. Yeah. And so it would be great. Really, really important. A system where you can just like, here's a plug and play. Here's go through this. There's your handbook. Yeah. I've created a few different ones. <laughs> of course you have. Of course you have. Well, because I'm I'm always trying to help and I always figure out, I'm like, what's the easiest way I can do this? Okay, I'm going to create a little handbook for this. I'm going to create a little manual for that. But so. then it's also like I found in the business world, entrepreneurs get in the same boat. All of a sudden, no one cares about you. And then you yeah. raise $100 million with a $500 million or $300 million post-money valuation. And people are dying for you. Yeah. and Or even a 20 you raise Or they a, think you're drowning and dying. And then you have to figure that out. Yeah. And they undermine you. And they try to take your power. And then they fill up your board with their self, their interests, and not your businesses. And, yeah. You know. You got that part. <laughs> I can help them with that. But then also, like, then how do you, like, stay in your power and how do you surround yourself with the right people that will be helpful? And how do you know when to take money and when not to take money and still, you know, run your business the right way and still have vision? Um, So it actually happens. And then a lot of times women in business, because there's so few and far between, they get, um, they, they like to lift them up and then they like to tear them down. They lift them up and they tear them down. And then that's why you see so many of these young entrepreneurs like fall out because Mm -hmm. they love to lift you up and then they love to make an example out of you and tear you down. Yeah. And you're like, literally there, we are so few of the population of the entrepreneurs and you're not writing articles about these guys behaving any kind of way. Nope. You're taking the one girl and God forbid she had a bad fucking day. I'm sorry. It happens. Yeah. Give have some grace. By the way, I mean that's a whole other discussion. But the what I know I've dealt with in in my world with men, they can get away with anything, anything. Even saying they don't care about the job. Even saying they don't want to work. Even saying all they do is come in, read, take a few shits, and then leave. And you're the one who has to stay late. You have to create opportunities. You have to book guests. You have to do 50 other jobs. It's it's so different for them. So God forbid we have a moment. And it was funny. Tom Hanks actually said something. I put it in the Slack, Kelsey. You might be able to pull it up faster. But he said something about how he had been unprofessional at times on set. And he like fessed up to, you know, having moments, which we all have moments. And it was, he just said it really eloquently where I was like, oh, it's okay to have a moment because in our world, we have a moment, we're done. Yeah. Especially women. Yeah. That's what I'm saying in our, in the female world. Yeah. No, they're done with you. We're, you know, they, there is a lot more. We can't have ideas. We can't have thoughts. We can't have opinions. (laughs) None of it. That's why I'm in here, Jess. I see it. (laughs) This is why I'm here. Okay, okay. It's making sense now. I can pitch my own stories. I can, I I say, hey, Maria, you want to do a diabetes week? Actually, I think that'd be a smart idea, Maria. (laughs) When I was pitching that to major shows, they were like, no. And then the New York Times would do it and it would be a cool idea now. Yeah. 
right? Or if a guy pitched it, then it was a cool idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, the reason why I'm really here is a different story, but I am enjoying the benefits of it too. Yeah, of being in control of the narrative and um, being able to bring people along with you. And yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and and to not always have to, you're standing in your power and not having to wait for other people to see you, um, to get it. I yes. think that's the thing is like, I just hope for the next generation of women, for your daughter, my girls, and for my son, all to live in a world where it's not so, the disparity is not so vast and, and it's not so hard for women to be treated with the same respect and have the same um, freedoms, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. I love it. A lot of our healing work hopefully will get us there. I know. This was such an amazing conversation. I'm sure I missed 50 other things that I wanted to get, but um, I think this was amazing. And we, holy holy moly, wow, we went a long time. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's been a long time for us to even have a long conversation because we're always at events and it's always like a quick moment. and small talk. Small talk and then go. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you, A, for for being here, for sharing, for giving us that priestess moment, Mm -hmm. um, and for doing all the great work that you've done and being a true champion for women um, and for me too. And thank you for coming here on Hill Squad. And, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see you again after our Dr. Joe meditation event and we can tell everybody all about it. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> and we have a, a day of wellness. Maybe we can yes. host. That would be yes. cool. Yes. I mean, it's my mission. It's my passion. Cool. Me too. I was forced into it with a couple of horrible health scares, but Mm. I'm on the other side of them, thank God. And that's kind of, you know, that's why I'm here. But how cool that that's what you did with it. It's, oh, it's very inspiring. Thanks. Thank you. Really, really amazing chat. So good. She was so centered and grounded. And I swear something channeled right through her when she was talking about us becoming humans again. And I've been looking at it through a whole other lens, which has been a little doomy gloomy, gotta say. Yeah. I've been really scared of AI, but she has a whole other perspective. And wow, what if this was happening for us, not to us? It was such a beautiful take that I've never heard. And I've never heard her speak that way. Like, I've never heard her talk about like that kind of side of her. And I was just like, wow. Like, I've always mm-hmm. been a big Jessica Alba fan, but now I'm like, I, like I am obsessed with her. That was so cool. Like, what do they say? A stan. A stan. I'm You're a stan. stan. I'm a stan. <laughs> yeah, I stan Jessica. She, it was just really like refreshing and beautiful. And I agree with you, Maria. I have been scared of the whole AI thing, and everyone's like, oh, "Get ChatGPT," and I'm like, "I'm scared of it." But I really liked that take. Mm-hmm. So we can do our more human things again. Yeah, it was really. It was a special well, episode. It's if we lean into the human. Mm. We need to lean into the human to balance everything. And maybe that's why it's coming because we've gone so robot. We need to lean back into human. And that's what I loved about what she said. It was really profound. Um, I also loved the whole masculine feminine discussion. I think that was really, really cool. And are you projecting? Um, what was the other one? Are you projecting? She said it was, it's like receiving versus projecting. receiving. Yeah. How masculine is more of that um, projecting, mm-hmm. but the feminine is more of the like receiving. And you know, she's super open 
for someone who is leading such a huge company. It's a public mm. company too. Mm-hmm. I really admire how open she is and honest. I mean, how yeah. funny. But uh, but she is. She's very open and honest about her her life and her relationship with her kids and her husband. And I just admire that so much. And she's, like I said, she's always been, as Kevin said too, a champion, mm. a true champion. You know, Kevin and I had a moment. We saw something on Instagram the other day, and it was somebody who behind the scenes told us they hated this person. They were not a champion of women. They were terrible. And then she's propping her up like she's the biggest cheerleader of women, and she's amazing and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't. can't But but she's not like that, and she never has been. Mm. When we were on the set of The Fantastic Four, again, early 20s, she took us all out to dinner was like, I'm teaching you all about French food and fine dining. Oh, that's awesome. She's always been leading. Mm. And so, again, like Kevin said, it's no coincidence that she is where she is. But um, And she just still has so much light in her eyes. She's still so bright. Beautiful, yeah. Um, and, uh, and beautiful and ageless. But totally ageless. I mean, both of you up there, I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, okay, can we just do an entire episode on everything, like, down to the nitty-gritty of what y'all are using? I know. If I, listen, if it was a different (laughs) show and I had more time, we had already spent 90 minutes with her. I wanted to ask her what she does because, but I honestly think it's, it's her insides. It's, it's her heart. Obviously, we all have to do some things, but, but there's, there's so much more to it than Mm -hmm. the physical. It's that inner glow. It is. And when, remember when you started meditating, it was like it, it came out of you, too. I do know where she gets her facials, though. Where does she get her facials? Shawnee Darden. Oh, yeah, I've that's right. I've been dying to see Shawnee for years. You don't need to. You glow anyway. Why go spend $20,000 exactly. on a facial? Which is why I have it. But <laughs> one day, one day. But I really do think it's that inner glow. Yeah, it is. Yeah, on both of you, which is just so cool. Thanks, Queen. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did... Please leave us a five-star review. We'll leave us uh, a link to it in the summary below. And, um, yeah. And don't forget to share the episode. Yes. And don't forget to share the episode with friends or any episode that you love. We're trying to get this to as many people as possible because there's so many takeaways in these conversations that um, I know are helping me every day and helping so many others. So share the love spread the love and, um, and thanks for being with us. And if you're new to the heel squad, stick around. We got a lot more coming in the meantime, be nice people, make good choices and be present. Distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.